Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is a man who's also enjoying some cold weather, and that is Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. How cold is it for you, Dwaylon? Uh, it is currently in western Kentucky. It is 16 degrees. And it feels, uh, the, the feel-like temperature is 9. Oh, let me see what the feel-like temperature is, because I already knew that the temperature here in southwest Ohio is 18. Oh, it literally dropped as I pulled it up. <laughs> 19 to 18. Uh, my county is in a winter weather advisory. Yeah, mine too. Uh, yep, schools have already been shut down. Air quality is good. Um, and I don't see the feels like. Where's my feels like? Come on, people. Uh, y'all suck. <laughs> but I just wanted this. It feels cold. And tomorrow morning when I'm when I arrive at the time that I'm I leave work, it's going to be about twelve or leave for work. It'll be about twelve degrees outside. No, it'll be about 66 in the house when I get up to sit at my desk and clock in. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it'll, it'll be maybe a little bit warmer than that, but not that much. Yeah. Because <laughs> 68 is supposed to be like the perfect temperature for like sleeping yeah. and everything else. And um, of course, whenever I was taking college classes um, for my master's, some of the professors liked it warm. Mm-hmm. But a couple of the professors were like, nope. And like, <laughs> you know, the, the dean of the school, you know, super nice guy. He was also a pastor, um, mm-hmm. you know, because, and it was a Indiana Wesleyan university. So, I mean, um, you know, but he said the reason why he kept it cooler um, and then not, not like icicles, you know, falling off right. the mustache cold, but he said, because if it, if they kept it warmer, st- students tended to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, uh, the classes started at six at night and ended at 10. Yeah. That's when they were scheduled for us. And that time you're already tired. And then, you put a little, just a little bit of warmth on and Yeah, and I took a few, I took a few uh, night classes like that in college. And yeah, it was, it was hard to stay awake about, you hit about 8.45, 9 o'clock. It's like, mm-hmm. you're just kind of nodding off and it's like, can we wrap this up, please? I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And I had the longest, this is me, of course, just like I had the longest drive from work. I had the longest drive from college because my campus was in um westchester um ohio it was a satellite mm-hmm. campus of indiana wesleyan <clears throat> and you know so my drive um i actually would would leave work and then go to the college campus which right. was another 15 minutes down the road from there so my drive home add 15 minutes to that that's how long it took me to get home from college and yeah so nice on drive but it was worth it in the end i cannot yeah. believe that was five years ago now that i finished that um, I don't know if I'll go for a PhD or not because it, the stress from doing a master's like that <laughs> it, it get back gave me a nervous breakdown. Um, <clears throat> but we have friends with PhDs, and hey, good for them. Yeah. I just yeah. don't know what I'd do with one if I got it. Yeah, yeah, because forty thousand dollars is a lot of money to spend on a wall decoration. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. yeah. Um, but tonight we are going to be doing a review, like a year in review of twenty twenty one, and. You know, and a lot of that, it's not going to be like a top 10 things like that, because those things, if we try to do a top 10 on everything, that would take forever. Oh, yeah. And eventually we do have to go to bed. <laughs> and, <clears throat> but we will be discussing things like some of our favorite moments. You know, not, not, we're not going to say, hey, what was the best moment? We're going to say our favorite. You know, um, you know, some of our least favorite moments, some of the things that made us laugh, some of the things that, you know, maybe even that made us cry. Uh, we're also going to talk about some historic moments 
uh, some of the first, uh, some other things that are kind of have left some things up in the air. And, you know, just about everything we can 2021 and maybe, <clears throat> maybe even a couple of things that aren't necessarily um, wrestling, you know, but they were part of 2021 and we can't, uh, we can't really ignore them. And, you know, especially for Julian and myself, considering what all's going on in Kentucky right now in Western Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. So uh, before we start getting into any of it, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you would like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at bookingarmchair. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbooking. You can find us on Instagram at the same thing. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching it, you already know you can find us on YouTube. <laughs> but you can also find us on TikTok. And for audio platforms, just about any platform you can imagine, if, if you can't find us, just let us know. and We'll do what we can to get ourselves added. Um, and I'm aware, like I said, of the iHeartRadio problem. I've tried to get it fixed. And I was not given. I, I may have to go try to find another uh, support person because the last person just said, hey, it's not working. And I said, I know it's not working. That's, That's why like I contacted you. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm well aware it's not working. That's why yeah. I contacted you. Right. To, yeah. You yeah. Know, I tried. I did this, and now I can't get it working. That's where you come in. And it was like, really? Try it again. Uh, it's still not working. That's uh, like, can I? Do, I'm, let me just take your job. <laughs> you yeah. know, like some people don't understand what what an i what an IT job is is uh, supposed to be about. Yeah, and I do I do know it has something to do with the coding. Um, there's something that's that that's stopping it. I don't understand why. Um, I have figured out over the past year and a half that the different audio platforms they all do things different. Um, just like when we we started going to Zoom instead of doing it live. Anytime I save the episodes, you know, when I upload them into yeah. Block Talk Radio. By the way, Block Talk Radio who hosts us. Yeah. Um, anytime I upload it and I save it from Zoom. I have to turn around and hit edit again because the season number and the episode number and the episode type will have all disappeared. Oh, which yeah, which isn't a big deal except for <laughs> um, Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Those go by the numbers that are there, not the date that you have them in there. Because I was wondering why a lot of the episodes, all of a sudden, when I looked at the list, they've all of a sudden gone dropped down to the bottom. I'm like, that's kind of odd. And I looked and the numbers weren't there. Oh. So went in there and I had to, uh, it was about 30 episodes. I had to go in and manually put the numbers back in. Wow. <laughs> and then I had the numbers wrong. I had two, two episodes with the same number. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so if anybody who, anybody who listens to us on Apple podcast, if you've noticed that, please let me know. So you can enjoy a good laugh with me. Right, <laughs> but um, uh, so now that the contact and listen info in the first laugh of the day is out of the way. <clears throat> Besides, earlier, right before we started recording, Dwayne was showing me. You might as well show me again the the patches on your arm. Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's because I'm diabetic, so it's a it's called a Freestyle Libre, and it's a sensor that reads my blood sugar all the time, and then I can check it with an app on my phone i just scan it and it'll tell me what my blood sugar is so hold your arm up like you're showing me the patch again i want to show everybody what i did i did like this like i can see a <laughs> arm. uh 
for the audio listeners, go check that out on YouTube, what I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's another stupid moment of the day. Uh, but, <clears throat> and even before we start reviewing the year in there, it's wild. This week has actually been pretty eventful for wrestling and for us. Yeah. Uh, let me hit the for us part first. Yesterday, we had an interview, a double interview with the Northern Wrestle Federation Tri-State Champion Sinclair Octavius Bentley and Noah Gabriel, who was challenging him for his title this Saturday at the Mount Orb Sports Complex at 600 Day Road in Mount Orb, Ohio. And we had them both on the show simultaneously. And I, I don't know if you want to call it a debate, an argument, a discussion, but they were both pretty passionate about this yeah. is my title, Dweeb, you ain't getting it. Yeah. And he's like, not only is that my title, you hurt one of my best friends. And if you say another word about my fiance, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, a, a fist print in your forehead. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, it was, uh, we all actually, it was a pretty good show, I think. Um, and they both seemed to agree because they both um, shared it on social media. So I think if they didn't enjoy it, they probably wouldn't have shared it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would hope. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I think it was a great interview, and they were both, like you said, extremely passionate about it. And I think it's, uh, I think we're going to have a great match when they meet this Saturday. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I will record it just so I can have it. And of course, I, obviously, I'll take pictures of it. I will not be able to post the video because that is one of the things that um, I have actually talked to the, uh, the people who run the NWF and people who are in the IT department, mainly, well, Noah, he's also, you know, one of the main people in their IT and he does another production. And they said, as long as I, if I can, I can upload it, but I, it cannot be um, public. It has to be right. unlisted, which right. means I can give you the link, but you can't find it by searching. Right. You know, so in that case, yes, if I will try to upload it, but if you want to see it, you have to ask me for the link. I'm not just going to blast it out there. Yeah. You know, and that's out of respect for um, the Northern Wrestling Federation because they also, they did allow me to link in the, and I showed the first uh, minute and 11 seconds of their Bust and Loose video from November, uh, from the November 20th show, mm -hmm. which is the one where Alex Hayden, and, um, he gave Tiny Tim about four or five big splashes. You know, if some of them were off the, second and top rope and put tiny Tim out of commission for the yep. foreseeable future. Yep. That's undetermined. We don't know when he's going to come back, you know, if or, he's come, or if he's going to come yeah, back, if he's yeah. going to be able to come back at all, because, you know, you're talking about a guy who's about six, one, six, two, and easily three fifty to 400 pounds, uh, jumping on a guy who described us when we, we had an interview with him on the show, which was actually another, good one that's been one of my favorite ones just because he's a nwf hall of famer yeah and been around the industry a long time he described himself as what five three on a good day i think so i believe that's what he said yeah yep uh now he's five three but there's no fat on him because you we weren't uploading the video with him but he flexed and it's like yeah that dude has like little to no body fat whatsoever oh yeah he's cut yeah he's ripped up but yeah uh, but when you have two guys attack him like that, I mean, after a while, you know, um, <coughs> his body can only take so much yep. and now he'll be out and Noah is going for revenge for him. 
and because of some of the social media blurbs that Sinclair's put out, and uh, some of which actually uh, mentioned Noah's fiance. Yeah. And he also on another video, and this is uploaded by the NWF. He also said pretty much the same thing he said before. I mean, it was almost verbatim talking about Noah's pretty little fiance. And that's when Noah said, you say something like that again. And, you know, well, like I said, um, fist print in the forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but either way, if anybody, if you can make it to the Mount Orton show, I do realize that the weather is not exactly cooperating with anybody right now. So if, if it's going to be unsafe for you to travel, please, I mean, your safety comes first. Because, um, I, I mean, I am still planning on be there because it's literally 10 minutes away from my house. Right. It works out for me because I live in, well, I live actually just outside Manor, but I have, an, I have a Manor address. Mm-hmm. You know, so I love when they do the shows because I could almost walk to the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Randy, who you haven't met yet, Dwayne, I'd love to have you both on the show at some, at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. Um, You know, he actually lives close enough. Um, I think the last show he said he almost did walk. He said it's like a five-minute walk from his place. Yeah, so. Cool. Yeah. uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, But some of the other goings on in the WWE right now, all I can say is, oh, my you know how many people can one company release in a year it's like the purge i think it's been i think the number's up to 14 now in two days oh they released 12 yesterday and then they released um was it hold on let me check because i don't want to get the name wrong well i know you told me samoa joe earlier they released samoa joe today and uh, Gabe Sapolsky, uh, they released him. He was the um, he was the one who started uh, Evolve. Him and um, okay, Brian, right. him and Brian Danielson started Evolve, and um, WWE bought Evolve when they were on their quest to kill the Indies, is what I call it, but. <laughs> Uh, they bought Evolve. Uh, Triple H brought Gabe in, and uh, now it's like they're just completely erasing everything. Anybody that was hired by Triple H that has to do with the old NXT are being let go. Wow. Oh, and say what you want about Triple H because I know I've been critical of him. Um, but the man, he is very, very passionate about wrestling. He's very, very passionate about the business. Uh, whether he put himself, not necessarily over as far as like winning matches, but the fact that he was putting himself in matches he had no place being in. Yeah. Um, at WrestleMania, because you look at, there was like so many WrestleManias in a row, Triple H was involved in the longest match. Yep. And it wasn't even close. I mean, it was like him and The Undertaker, 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, him and, and Daniel Bryan, like at WrestleMania 30. That first match lasted like 20, 25 minutes. Yep. And he's been doing that consistently. And then you're looking going, you have so many other wrestlers who could actually use this time to have their own WrestleMania moment instead of, well, everybody else, we just throw them in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah. Well, you got, you got guys that get used the 10 minutes that his entrance takes 
Yeah. I mean, his WrestleMania, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Is longer than some matches. And it's like, you know, that's, that's time you could have gave another match. Yep. But, but that criticism aside, he has an amazing mind for wrestling yes. and the NXT, his vision of NXT was the best product that WWE had to offer. It yeah. was consistently good. It's just what happened. I feel like was when for somebody, you know, Vince doesn't, cons- Vince will publicly say he doesn't consider NXT. I mean, not NXT, sorry, AEW competition. But when AEW first started on TNT on Wednesdays, Vince moved uh, NXT to USA in the exact same time slot. And all he did was mm-hmm. hurt NXT. Right. It didn't hurt AEW because AEW pretty much won that little mini war that WWE tried to start. I think all but two episodes, uh, I think Dynamite won every won every week in the demogra- in the, the key demographic every every week except I think two. Yep. And so then Vince pretty much had to concede that he lost and pulled NXT moved it to Tuesdays but by then it was I think that Vince looked at it like well this version of NXT couldn't get it done they couldn't beat the competition so now I've got to take over and do it right and the really sad thing NXT has always been a developmental mm-hmm. uh, system a developmental company or, or territory whatever you want to call it developmental brand for a reason it's where people could really cut their teeth. It's where they could train. A lot of these were trainees, yep. literally. I mean, some of them have, they've never wrestled anywhere else. They've come off the street and they started training there. And then they're like, hey, this whatever night, because NXT, before they were live, they would tape on a certain night and they would tape like three shows right there. They were hour long yeah. hour long shows, not two hours, yeah. hour long. Yep. And that's where some of these guys really developed their characters. Remember Adam Rose? Mm-hmm. That's yep. where he developed that Adam Rose with the Rosebuds character yeah. because he was going nowhere. If you, there's actually a documentary, he's part of it. Mm-hmm. And really, really good. I, I actually did not know a lot about Adam Rose until I saw that, but but he developed it. Boom. We're, they're going to hone them, polish them, and send them up, up to the main roster. And it's almost like a farm league system in a way. You know, it's yeah. like every major league baseball team has the, the single A, double A, triple A affiliates for those teams. Uh, just like the well, right here, the Cincinnati Reds, they also have um, the Dayton Dragons, which mm-hmm. is their, it's either single A or double A, you know, affiliate with them. And <clears throat> if somebody, sometimes if somebody's hurt, and we saw WWE, they've done this. You know, think about it. Um, Finn Balor, Ember Moon, they got hurt. And yeah. before, you know, they <clears throat> were out for a while. So before they came back, okay, let's make sure that you're ready to jump back in there. We don't want to just put you back in the main roster. And, and all of a sudden you get hurt again. Let's make sure that you're ready. Make sure, you know, you get the ring rust off, work on anything. And then you can come back. Well, then all of a sudden they decided because, oh my God, this, this other company, ah, invents thing. Ha ha ha. There are no competition. We'll put NXT against them. Did he forget that uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes and, um, the Young Bucks and, mm-hmm. um, oh my God, who am I forgetting? 
greatest wrestler in the world again, apparently. He's Kenny Omega. Like, Kenny Omega. Omega. What if I keep forgetting his name? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's like one of the coolest names ever, and I keep forgetting it. But <laughs> these are folks, uh, maybe with the exception of Brandy, she didn't have as much experience as the other ones, mm-hmm. you know, but she was still very involved with the business. And they're helping develop that system. And then they brought in Jericho. And then Bret Hart made an appearance at their very yep. first pay-per-view just, what, a, two weeks after he was inducted for the second time in the WWE Hall of yep. Fame. And so for Vince to not think they're competition, it's like, dude, you ever read The Art of War by Sun Tzu? I tell you, I mean, don't yeah. underestimate your enemy. Yep. And the thing is, it's like Triple H built it into like, I think some of the downfall for the original NXT was that Vince didn't like that it had become a super indie brand. <clears throat> because a lot of the biggest names in the independent scene, Triple H was signing them and bringing them to WWE. <clears throat> and I think Vince didn't, because of course we know Vince doesn't like the independent scene. If it's not the WWE style of wrestling, then he doesn't care for it. And I think that was part of the issue too, because NXT got to a point where they were the number one brand in WWE. Well, Vince isn't going to have that because Raw is supposed to be the flagship, you know, and honestly, Raw has been the worst of the three brands Mm -hmm. for years. I mean, right now, SmackDown is the best out of the three and SmackDown has been poor because They've got, they've, Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon kind of have their fingers in that pie too. And you can tell by some of the stuff that's going on 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 SmackDown that it's like, it's not the same as it was, you know? Right. And it's just the, the NXT that I loved is gone. They're just trying the black to and gold. Wipe, yeah, the black and gold is getting wiped out of existence. Not to say that there's not good parts to NXT 2.0. Braun Breaker is fantastic. He, you know, he won the NXT championship, which I'm all for. I think that's good. Um, I like Tony D'Angelo, uh, Carmelo Hayes. I love what Mandy Rose is doing. I love her, you know, heel run, you know, her championship run, things like that. There's a lot of good stuff on 2.0, but it's like, I just don't agree with the Let's wipe out everybody who's not a up-and-coming talent, so to speak, because you need that veteran talent to offset that some of the greener talent that's on NXT. Right. And, of course, some of the other changes happen in WWE right now. And, yes, I've been kind of getting into a little bit of a debate with someone about – whether it was a good idea to to make Lesnar the WWE champion. You know, it's especially when it was it was very spur of the moment, last minute, because Lesnar wasn't even supposed to be in that match. Right. And the fact they gave him a title, it that first of all leads me to believe he was going to take the title off of Roman. Which would have made no sense because it's like <clears throat> that's it's like Roman's like the hottest thing you have right now. It's like, mm-hmm. it makes no sense to derail that money train when you can get so much, so much more out of his run. 
Why would right. you end it early just to give it to Brock, only to give it back to Roman because we know eventually that's what would have happened. And by him beating not only Brock winning the WWE Championship, but pinning Big E to do it, that just guarantees Sinclair said it last night on, you know, when we were talking before, you know, after the show, um, that just guarantees that Big E doesn't get a rematch for the title and Big E just gets kind of pushed aside. And because they're moving forward with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, which does not need the WWE championship to be a big fight. This is the match that Bobby Lashley has been wanting since 2018 when he came back to WWE. This is the match he's been vocal about wanting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's happening at the Rumble. The title's on the line, but it didn't need to be. They didn't need to take it off Big E to give it to Lesnar just to put it on the line against Bobby when they didn't need the. This match doesn't need the title to feel important. Right. And, you know, I was told, well, they were going to have Big E lose the title to Rollins. I have seen that, that there was, and, that there's been talk that he was going to lose it to Rollins, but and here's that doesn't thing. even make sense. That doesn't make sense. Big E should have retained. I think they could have got more out of his championship reign, but if he was going to lose it to somebody, then if he was going to, if he had to lose it to Rollins, at least it's the guy that's there all the time. That's going to show mm-hmm. up and is not going to, pick and choose when he comes to work. Right. You know, somebody who, who who's going to pick and choose when he decides to fly in on his private jet. Exactly. And I know everybody's pushing, oh, well, he's a, he, he's a face now. He's a face now. He's a face now because that's probably what Nick Khan is telling him you better do. Well, the thing is, he's a face because Roman's a heel. That's the only reason. Yeah. He's still doing heel stuff. Like when he was on SmackDown beating up Sami Zayn every, you know, every week. That's still, it was still a heel. It was, he was still, he's still doing heel stuff. He's still the biggest bully there. Right. It's just Roman's face, Roman's heel. So then Brock's automatically got to be a face because Vince isn't going to do heel versus heel. Mm -mm. He, He won't. And that when they had Brock go over Big E clean, I mean, like I said, first of all, that killed Big E, you know, because. Yeah, I mean, one thing, and one thing I don't like about when you have multiple people in the one match, the one pin, boom, match is over. Whoever wins wins the title, whether the champion got pinned or not. I don't like it those because of that. However, in this case, Big E should not have been the one to take the pin. Nope, uh, because it just killed him Mm -hmm. for no reason whatsoever. And no, I don't, I do not think that makes me sound hypocritical. I'm just saying that. There was no reason to put Brock in the match. Guess what? His match was his match was canceled. Not his fault. Not Roman's fault. Trust me, I've had COVID. I didn't want that crap. Right. <laughs> Trust me. Then after I had it, I really didn't want that crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've actually, you know, my wife and I, we actually lost a friend a couple months ago to COVID. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you, I mean, it, it's very serious. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I especially don't want somebody who has been battling leukemia for the past 15 years. Yeah. Who's been in remission twice from it. Yeah. I don't want him to get it. And our pastor at church had it. And he's also fighting cancer. You know, thankfully, you know, he was able to pull through that. And he just found out as of a couple of days ago, uh, I think they said he, 
he got put in maintenance mode, which means he's almost like cancer free. Oh, okay. You know, which is, you know, also awesome. fantastic. So, uh, yeah, Joe, I don't, I don't know if you're listening, but you know, we're pulling for you, but, but for them to put Brock, let's just move him to that main event. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to have the Usos come out and give him a pound and take him out of the match. And that way his credibility you know, he won't be buried. It was because of out. Yeah, he'd he'd still he'd still look strong, but that way he could have been taken out of the match and not been the champion. I like watching Brock Lesnar perform, especially when he's motivated, like in the day one main event. Brock sold more in that match than I've seen him sell in like three years. I I actually I'll agree with you with the the caveat. I like him performing when he also sells when it's not just yeah Brock's two moves of doom yes for all you Brock Lesnar fanboy marks out there yeah his two moves of doom because that's all he appears to know anyway yeah, the German suplex and the F5 yep occasionally but, he'll do another kind of suplex and he'll punch somebody yeah but those I think are, are their accidents <laughs> but uh yeah but when he's motivated and willing to sell for his opponent like his match at Survivor Series a couple of years ago against Rey Mysterio. Yes. That was a great match. He he bumped hard for Mysterio. He sold for him and everything. That's the Brock Lesnar I want to see. I have no issue watching him. I've always been a fan. I just don't agree with him being pushed to the main event ahead of everybody that is there night in and night out working to get that same opportunity that he's handed simply because he's Brock Lesnar. Right. And to all the Brock Lesnar marks out there, he is not as big of a star as y'all think he is. Not anymore. He, he doesn't have the, the name recognition doesn't mean the same that it meant four or five years ago. Right. Because they could say, well, it, it's going to bring in, right. It, it's going to bring in ratings temporarily. Yeah. And yeah, it's a it's a temporary shot in the arm, but it's it's not going to last because he's not going to be there. He's going to work his program, then he's going to get on his jet and go back to Canada. Yeah, where him and Sable can count their money because that, yeah. that's what he's doing. So as far as I would disagree, I would disagree with anybody, including some of our friends that you know our new friends at the J and podcast because mm-hmm. they actually believe it is a good business decision of the WWE. I actually will respectfully disagree with them. Just because I say it is a good business decision for Brock's wallet. It's a, good, it's a good decision for Brock's wallet, which brilliant businessman. Hey, if I, I mean, yeah, shoes, absolutely. I'm going to take the money as well. Brilliant, brilliant business decision as far as Brock goes and as far as Vince goes, because both of their pockets are getting lined. Mm-hmm. But as far as the big picture, the big picture and building new stars, You've just reverted to the status quo. And then you wonder why AEW is passing you by. Because, yes, do they have people that have worked? I hate the term AEW is just signing WWE guys because nobody says that when WWE was rating Ring of Honor. Nobody ever said WWE is signing, you know, only hiring Ring of Honor guys. It's just these are athletes that are on the market. Tony Khan would be stupid to not sign some of these people. Like, who wouldn't sign Adam Cole? 
who wouldn't sign Brian Danielson? You know, who wouldn't sign Aleister Black, Andrade, talent like that? These are guys that are still, they're, they're, they're just hitting, you know, Adam Cole is 30 years old, if that. You know, yep. you've got Aleister Black, you've got Andrade, you've got guys that are hitting their prime. Why would you not sign these guys? These are world-class talents that have traveled, you know, that have competed all over the world. And why would you not sign them? And I just don't understand WWE's logic on that. I mean, I could spend a whole episode talking about reasons why I don't understand their logic on staying with the status quo instead of building new stars. And the thing that's also been brought up with all the, um, the releases they've done, you know, like in the past couple of days, they yeah. all have, they all have the one link in common, which is everybody could look, they were all considered to be, um, triple H people. Yeah. They were all hired by triple H, which brings in some other questions of why are they killing off the careers of people who Vince McMahon, um, you know, his son-in-law is the one who built that. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, he's taken everybody affiliated with his son-in-law and he's shown on the door. Yep. And some of these are names, like the name you mentioned before, that was a name that was actually unfamiliar to me, to be honest with you. Uh, but as soon as you start talking about that, yeah, okay, the dude obviously, you know, has a pretty good track record for doing oh, yeah. stuff good for business. Yeah, name, he, was name, the, he was the first booker for Ring of Honor. Okay. Like he was, so, he was like in Ring of Honor's infancy. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky was the the first booker. Then you know he left. Uh, him and Daniel Bryan, Bryan, Bryan Danielson, uh, created Evolve, and then you know he ran that for several years before WWE bought it. It's just yeah, they're just trying to wipe out the legacy of. NXT black and gold. Which is kind of funny because let me go back and look at the title of an episode we had just a few months ago. And I'm pretty sure you'll remember um, the one I'm talking about. And we talked specifically about NXT and about all the changes they were doing. And I didn't think it would happen this quick. But the name of the episode was it was epi the episode on September 17th will the recent NXT changes be good for the brand or cause its collapse now yep. here it is four months later yep kind of makes you wonder I mean uh, I didn't think it would have happened this quick but all sorts of things going to happen and some of the names that were released a non-wrestling fan may not know them, but wrestling fans, especially ones who have been fans as long as what we have, would definitely know them. Like Samoa Joe released yeah. today. Yep. William Regal. Mm -hmm. uh, Road Dog, also known as um, James Armstrong. Yep. Or is it Jesse James Armstrong? Or Jesse or Brian Armstrong. Uh, Brian Armstrong. Yeah. yeah, Brian Armstrong, along with his brother. Yep. Was it Steve or Scott who was released? Scott. It was Scott. Scott. He was a referee. Uh, for what I saw earlier today, um, he's already got offers from other companies to come in and referee. So, yeah. 
I mean, <clears throat> now some of these, I mean, they're known well enough. They'll be able to find, theoretically, they'll be able to find work uh, soon enough. And I am still trying to find Brock Lesnar, his degree. I'm pretty sure somebody would know, because as far as I know, he actually did graduate. Um, I can't find it. Um, I, even Googling, I just can't, can't find it. Oh, um, well, he actually did. He, he actually could have left a year early, but he declined saying he actually wanted a degree to fall back on. Okay. I mean, I, I can okay. respect that. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 and it, I, it never says, it just says he graduated. <laughs> so he must've got it like a degree in general studies. Never understood that one. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you know? General studies? What? Um, okay. Um, that's high school stuff is general studies because everybody does the same thing. Yep. But, but anyway, before we get off on a, on a college kick, um, because both Dwayne and I, we are college educated. We will yep. just put that out there. Um, but we do not believe that you have to have a college degree to get far in life. No. Now you can go, you can go do something without it. It all depends on, you know, plenty of other uh, certifications, which are not easy to get. Yeah. You know, go for it. You know, um, just make sure you do an honest living. Make sure whatever you choose to do, make sure it actually means something. Make yeah. sure, you know, it, it's helpful. Yeah. Ah, and, and, but anyway, before we get off on another kick. Um, <coughs> so I think with Brock Lesnar, I think the bloom is probably going to fall off the rose quicker than normal this time because there's already been backlash. Mm-hmm. And there's all, but of course, I mean, there's always been already been supporters as well. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think it's not going to last as long because on all the things that we're saying, and they we were saying these things are going to happen. And why do we say it? Because well, they always happen. Yeah. When that you know when they eventually do happen, then you know what's the company going to do next? Because they don't think, and this is part of the problem with them doing their pay-per-views every single month where they do, they run the storylines, you know, just for a month, maybe two months is now they get in that mentality overall. They don't do long-term planning anymore. Right. Which you would think for a company that I don't know if they're considered a fortune 500, but they are a publicly traded company. You would think that they would plan those things long-term. Yep. You would think so. And, but they haven't been, but Oh, so with the 14 people, <coughs> you said 14, right? 14 the past yeah. couple of days. Yeah. That brings the grand total over the past year close to 100, if not over 100. Yep, close to 100. Um, and they've just been on a, you know, 2021 alone, they were on a mass, you know, because they released 80 plus people in 2021. Um, names like Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. Um, you know, it's big just show Mark Henry, big show Mark Henry, uh, <coughs> Matt Cardona, uh, who was Zach Ryder. Uh, just you know, it was just ridiculous, especially at the you know, the height of the pandemic, and mm. they're releasing, you know, they're releasing people, and it's like. And I get it's business, but 
you can't you can't get on your conference call and brag about your record record breaking profits that you're making for the quarter and then release 20 or 30 people and it's like that's a slap in the face to those people that just lost their job when oh well we made you know look at our net profits we made record-breaking profits but these people are out of work and it's like okay like ring of honor ring of honor of course you know we know is on they say they're on hiatus. We don't know if they're going to come back or not or what it's going to look like if they do come back. And Ring of Honor, a lot of it was financial. Sinclair Broadcasting basically told them, uh, we've got to do something because we're hemorrhaging money because they were still putting on shows, you know, in, in an empty arena because fans couldn't come in yet. But Ring of Honor did right by their wrestlers they did right by their mm -hmm. all of their staff everybody got paid nobody got released from their contracts everybody got taken care of safety measures were put in place for testing and things of that nature um to protect the wrestlers the commentators the referees the backstage crew everybody ring of honor went above and beyond and i have nothing but respect for what they did for their company during the pandemic. Unfortunately, with no money coming in because of no fans coming in, then it put them in the red. So right. And the and reserves then, the reserves of money dried out. Yeah, the reserves dried out and Sinclair Broadcasting was like, that's it. We can't we can't keep doing this. Right. I understand that from a business standpoint, but I respect what Ring of Honor did. They're a small, you know, way smaller company than WWE. WWE could have done the same thing and not had to release a single person and still had record profits. And one of the differences also, uh, one of the things with 2021, and we'll, I guess we can kind of start at the beginning of the year, 2021 was the second year of the pandemic. Yep. Um, it's not as intense as 2020 because everybody knows 2020 really, really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and because there was no live audiences. In fact, even 2021 started out still with no live audiences. Mm -hmm. um, WWE were still doing the Thunderdome. Yep. And I will, will say I was a part of it a, a couple times. I like the Thunderdome much better than the empty performance center. Yes. The Thunderdome, and I get it from the wrestler standpoint, it actually gave them like cheers and things like that because, yeah, those were, and they were, and they, also were being, they were being piped in as well. But yeah. you could still, I mean, hear the people. But being a participant in it, I was fortunate enough, I guess, to actually be part of it. And there was mm -hmm. one time that my wife actually spotted my face. <laughs> and we actually had, thankfully, we had, been, we had DVR'd and got to it. And I, I got a picture of it because I believe I posted it. But it was very underwhelming because I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to watch the show. There's going to be a camera inside this monitor that they have mm -hmm. because you know, right now I'm literally using my, my laptop camera to broadcast this, right? Which obviously is not the best camera because you see Dwayne's using a regular camera camera and his video quality, his picture qualities is better, you know, but either way, 
I would figure I would at least been able to see the match like I was in the stands. No. What they showed whenever you would log into there and <clears throat> was the exact same thing you're seeing on your TV screen. I just had to turn the TV down so it wouldn't have the audio bleed over. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you would see what was literally going on in the arena like you were just... Yeah, I wish. I mean, it was... Um, and the way they did it, I mean, it was cool. I'm not going to say it was a total, total down, but I mean, but for the most part, it was, uh, it was underwhelming because then I, I mean, I had my headphones in. That's one of the things they, they said, you know, you need to have, you had to turn your speakers down, um, or the speakers down on your TV, if you were still watching on there. So you could mm -hmm. hear the producer, the producers were in our ears. Really? They, they were actually telling us, okay, now boo. Okay. Now cheer. Okay. Now clap. And wow, I'm like, you couldn't, you wouldn't tell me to do that in an arena. You know, I tell you to walk away. Yeah. You know, if I want to dress up like Hulk Hogan, I will, you know, <laughs> actually, let me choose a better one. Hold on. <laughs> Randy Savage. Randy Savage. I want to dress up like Randy Savage. I will. Cause Hogan couldn't grow a beard like this. Savage did. <laughs> yep. Uh, but actually according to our friends at Jay and Trey, I don't know if you saw the comments. They, they, our very first video we posted, they said, I look like big show. <laughs> and I, I got to looking, I was like, well, because yeah, I had my hair, my hair was actually pulled back and, and I was kind of up there. I was like, hmm, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if I want to get in there dressed up like Big Show, I'll do it. Don't tell me to leave. Yeah. And, but it was, it was okay. And, <clears throat> and then they had their first pay per view, the Royal Rumble, without an audience. They had the Thunderdome. And, you know, out of all the Royal Rumbles, I mean, I have to say this one was one of the least, you know, memorable because it just wasn't as exciting without the audience right there. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, it when the audience came back, like for WWE, Money in the Bank was the first show since the start of the, you know, since the start of the pandemic that there were live fans, you know, there you know they 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 had some at wrestlemania but uh you know they did have people in the crowd at wrestlemania but there was only so many but a full live crowd money in the bank was the first pay-per-view um and just that it makes you appreciate wrestling more with the crowd there because it's yes. like the the empty arena shows that every company had to do because of the pandemic, it's like, those are just hard to watch for me because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, and nothing against the work that the wrestlers did during that time, but it's like the crowd just makes a wrestling match. And without it, it's just like, it's like you're watching two dudes practice. Yeah. And one of the, or was, two or two women practice yeah, two wrestlers we'll just say yeah you're watching two athletes practice is what it yeah. felt like to me without the crowd there and it you could t you could tell when the crowds came back it helps the wrestlers too they mm -hmm. feed off the crowd if there's nobody in the stands then it's like how do you draw that emotion and to get that across in a match right i mean because they've even said like some of the wrestlemanias where they're in the football stadiums and because of all the open air and a lot of the yeah. noise goes up and out, yeah. so it never actually gets to the ring. They said those actually can be kind of hard at times because they can't hear the crowd. Yep. Even mm -hmm. they can see them, and so they can kind of get a little bit of a visual of what the crowd's doing, but they can't actually uh, hear them. 
but was money in the bank the one where vince walked out or was it the next night at raw that was at raw okay when he walked out looked at the crowd where yeah. the hell y'all been yeah and walked back in yeah that to me was one you know because Vince McMahon could have some funny moments and yeah that's one of them and oh no no i was wrong that was money in the bank was money in the bank yeah okay. that was the right at the beginning of money in the bank the money in the bank pay-per-view yeah he came out and said that and then just turned around and walked back off yep but it's like the crowds being back you know was a huge thing for wrestling um but it gives you more respect of, for what the wrestlers do mm -hmm. with you know comparing the performance center empty arena days to going from that to the thunderdome and it, you know and wwe had the and this is the thing wwe was the only company that had the option they had the ability to do the thunderdome because mm -hmm. of the deep pockets that they have aw pretty much just had their wrestlers and backstage staff be their crowd which it still helped because there right. were still vocal, you know, people in the audience. But uh, I'm just glad the fans are back. And yes, fingers crossed that they don't have to leave again. But with this new variant, and there's another variant that they have discovered in France. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how long the fans will be in the arena. So. With SummerSlam being in Nashville this year, I'm hoping I can still go to that one. I plan on going to that one, but heck yeah! Because if you do, we're gonna broadcast live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll definitely do some TikToks from the from oh, uh, heck yeah. SummerSlam if I if I'm able to go. I'm waiting to for tickets to go on sale and see how much they are, but uh, but yeah, fans being back was a big deal um it made things feel special yep and the wrestlemania uh you mentioned that one earlier and that one had fans but it wasn't full capacity fans right right it was what like a quarter capacity something like that i think so and the wrestlemania that wrestlemania was um there's some first and i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw them up first one ever held like at i think at tampa at that stadium yes um <laughs> First two night, no, the, the night the year before was two nights WrestleMania. So let me let me backtrack that. It was the first, um, the first WrestleMania to ever be delayed because of rain. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the first night main event was the first WrestleMania main event to feature two black female wrestlers. Yep. And that match, oh my God, that match was off the chain it was ridiculously good i've seen a lot of great wrestling matches in 2021 and for me sasha banks versus bianca belair <laughs> is still match of the year for me that's the best match that i've seen and that that's you know and that is a credit to those two women in that position because you know a lot of people are saying like hangman adam page and brian danielson their 60 minute match from dynamite was match of the year or Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, their 30 minute draw on dynamite. Those were great matches, phenomenal matches. But for me, 
Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania was the best match of 2021 from any company. Oh, and, and let me throw this in there. We're not saying this was <clears throat> a great match because of the situation with the historical aspects of the match. No, I mean, I don't put qualifiers and stuff. Joylin's no. known me for 30 years. He knows I don't put qualifiers in anything. I don't say, right. well, it was a good match for two black women. Exactly. No, this no. was a fantastic, phenomenal match. The whole time I'm on my the edge of my seat. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I don't know who's going to win. Yeah. From and, start to finish, from the, from the entrances to the final bell. Amazing professional wrestling match. It like, and these two women put on a classic. Yeah. And I don't care. There's, you know, we still, even in now early 2022, we still have some chauvinistic men out there that are just, that have no respect for women's wrestling. I will put this match against any match between two men. This, this match was phenomenal. These women really put on a classic and this match will stand up next to any any match between two men in 2021 and beyond. Oh yeah. And, and if, for anybody who has not seen the match, <clears throat> go to the network, which by the way, that was actually something else that happened in 2021. Yep. A big thing. Uh, but go to Peacock, go find the WWE section because Peacock this year bought w the WWE network. And now yep. you have to go through them to get it, <clears throat> go to the WrestleMania and in whatever season it is, which is so goofy, well, but I know because, I know why they do it. But yeah, because their algorithm is built on seasons because they have a lot of TV programs on there. So, um, um, well, that's something they should probably you know change that to years because most people don't say well it was in season four. Yeah, you know, I I mean I know what year it was. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but go find that match. It's on. It was the main event of the first night of WrestleMania back in the beginning of April. I don't remember the exact date. And the beginning of that match, you saw the two of them, and they were just staring at each other with tears in their eyes because this was just a – they understood the gravity of the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, they were both trying to compose themselves because they knew yeah. they knew the history that they were making. Mm-hmm. And that may have been one of the reasons why they, why they tore the joint down the way they did. But then again, if they didn't have the ability to tear it down, they wouldn't, wouldn't have done it. Exactly. I mean, just, if you don't have that ability, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And if you think about this, Bianca Belair is her time in the business is she should still be considered to be green. Most wrestlers who've been in the same amount of time mm -hmm. yep. are nowhere near as advanced is what she is. Yeah. She and has got, that is who, no disrespect to Becky Lynch, no disrespect to Charlotte or any other female wrestler on that roster, but that roster should be built around Bianca Belair. Yeah. She has and, absolutely everything you could want in the star. And her strength, like I said, uh, you know, she's like Cesaro. Yeah. You know, I mean, she doesn't, you look at it and you're thinking, also, I see some of the colors. I mean, she's so daggone tall. I mean, and yeah. she's got such a long frame. It's hard to look and go, okay, all that is is muscle. Mm -hmm. Yep. And when she's picking women up, up above her head, and then moving one arm. Yeah. 
You know, it doesn't matter if the other woman has her, you know, kind of bracing or balancing herself. She's still holding her up with one arm. I mean, <clears throat> so, I mean, she's got that just raw physical strength. She's a legitimate co- NCAA Division One collegiate level athlete. Yep. A lot of people forget about that, even though they show it all the time. And yes, in her her biography, they um, they were very honest about when she went to co- she went to two or three different colleges. Yeah. Because unfortunately, which a lot of 18, 19 year olds when they're away from home, I'm not going to say who, but <laughs> you know, you get involved <laughs> in some things that you probably shouldn't get involved in, involving yep. a lot of bottles. Yep. You know, some little bitty bottles, some bigger bottles, you know, and a lot of times it's with other people as well. Yeah. And she got involved in that and she ended up, you know, leaving, I think it was South Carolina was the, you know, the first one. And then eventually she made it to uh, Tennessee because that means her hometown, basically. Yep. Yep. And I think she's done pretty well for herself since then. I think she's more than made up for it. And she's an amazing human being. Yes. You know, to top it off, all of her, you know, her physical attributes and everything. She is just a genuinely good human being. Uh, eventually, she is going to have to cut the hair because um, she's going to like hurt herself on it. <laughs> um, and her hair—I I know the long braid that touches the floor. Part of that is like a clip-on or something. Yeah. But if you ever see her, like when she doesn't edit, her hair is actually pretty long. Yeah, it's pretty long. I saw her, her at the uh, the ESPYS. And yeah. Uh, yeah, her hair is pretty long. Yeah, I mean, it's not touching the floor long, but it's about the middle of her back long, at least. Yeah. Uh, which kind of funny. Mine's also about the middle of my back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I cut it for four years. I don't, I don't do that to you. <laughs> but as far as like the like the best match of the year, which that one's easily, mm-hmm. you know, um, up there. One of the a couple of the matches that that you didn't mention were some from the the last Ring of Honor uh, pay per view. Yes, um, Briscoes versus uh, OGK. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing tag team match. Any tag team that wants to learn how to put on a tag team match, go watch that match. They that was a phenomenal match. Briscoes ended up winning twelve time Ring of Honor tag champs. Um, also, um, Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Lethal yes. for the original Ring of Honor World Championship. Amazing yep. match. Um, Another example of as a as a black person, it is wonderful to me to see that type of representation in professional wrestling these days with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main eventing WrestleMania, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal main eventing Ring of Honor's last pay per view for the foreseeable future in a World Championship match. Bobby Lashley winning the WWE title. Big E winning the WWE title. From Bobby Lashley. From Bobby Lashley. And it's just that type of representation it gives, especially for black, small, you know, black kids watching professional wrestling. There's somebody that looks like them in the main event winning a world title. You know, it, it's giving people something to strive for that they don't normally see. And it's just it's just been a, a beautiful thing. Uh, Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor 
absolutely fantastic. Shane Taylor has been one of the best wrestlers of the last four or five years, and hopefully he gets signed to a promotion that will continue to showcase his skills. And um, Shane Taylor has done so much to bring other black wrestlers into the spotlight. You know, he's not one of these that are like, I'm just going to, I'm just worried about me. No, he wants to make sure everybody eats, not just himself. He didn't want to, he's, he's, he's not trying to eat alone. He wants everybody at the table and he's done an amazing job bringing other talent with him on his rise to success. Um, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, when Joylan and I, when we actually run for political office together, we're not, we're actually not going to have a party just because we're either going to bring everybody in or we're going to really make everybody mad. But <laughs> we're going to use Dwayland's slogan, and that is, under us, everybody eats. Exactly. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, that's the perfect way to put it, too, because we've also said the same thing about other promoters when they were competing against Vince. Other promoters made sure everybody ate. Vince was only looking out for yeah. Vince. Vince wanted to eat alone. Yeah. And... You know, it's kind of funny, though, we were talking about the match again, and you knew exactly which two I was talking about, because after I watched that tag match, I'm like, oh, my, there is yeah. nothing that's going to be able to top this match. And then the Gresham <laughs> and Jay Lethal match happened. I'm like, never yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, oh, and so they, those, like, those three matches, you know, the um, Bianca and Sasha match, plus these two from Ring of Honor, um, <coughs> the the Hangman Brian Danielson match. The only problem I have with that one because, I mean, it is an hour long. So yeah. sometimes those, it's hard to have an hour long of just nonstop action, you know, because, I mean, you know, they, those guys, they have great cardio, but you have to, to take a breather, Yeah, you know, on occasion. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's not taken away from the match. The match is still right. great. Um, now, as far as, like, other great things or moments that just made the crowd just pop, Biggest biggest surprise, even though everybody kind of saw it coming. CM Punk returned after seven years. Yep. And got to return in his hometown of Chicago. And yep. those fans lost their mind, rightfully so. I was right along with them. Um, it was just great to see him back. I mean, whatever you think of him personally i've always been i've been a cm punk fan since he was in ring of honor and you know you know of course he's his pipe bomb promo you know changed a lot of things not just in wwe but in pro wrestling in general uh he had an amazing championship run but he just got you could tell at the end before he left he was just burnt out but burnout, burnout's real, folks. Yeah, but you can tell when he came back, you could see that love of wrestling has come back for him. And he's had he's had some good matches. His match with Eddie Kingston uh, in AEW was just a fight. That was just that wasn't even a mm -hmm. match. That was just a great fight. But uh, yeah, CM Punk coming back was a big moment. Adam Cole joining AEW fans fans lost their mind for that right after that at all out you had all out had CM Punk's first match in seven years against Darby Allen which was a great match 
you've got Adam Cole debuting. Then you've got Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, returning. Yeah. You know, and he quickly was showing people why, in my my just my opinion, that he's the best wrestler in the world. I mean, he, he wasted no time showing people exactly what he's capable of doing without, you know, that it's helped AEW become such a beloved company as that wrestlers can go there and the shackles are off. Mm -hmm. You don't have a madman screaming in the, you know, you don't have a madman screaming in your ear micromanaging every single thing that you do you can go out there and show people this is what got me to the big time in the first place and you know in the cm punk <clears throat> he kind of hinted that daniel bryan or brian danielson was going to be joining them anyway because yeah. when some people started going yes yes and he's like hold on a little early or whatever it was that he said yeah yeah you know but you got um, you got to be a little patient you got to be a little patient <laughs> and and I think a lot of people's reactions, uh, I think the one that, that best sums it up was the night he returned and they, they focused in uh, on the guy in the audience. I mean, he had tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah. And, and what kills me is people were on social media, just, you know, making fun of this guy for crying because that guy, CM Punk's his favorite wrestler. He's been waiting seven years to see this. Mm -hmm. That is what pro wrestling is supposed to be about. It's supposed to elicit a, an emotion. It's like, it is supposed to give you chills or goosebumps or, you know, things like that. If you, if you're watching something, if you're watching a, something in wrestling and you don't feel anything, then they're not doing their job. Right. Because they're, you're supposed to feel that emotion, whether it's angry at the heel or goosebumps of a return or chills because you just watched history happen. Just, or tears because your favorite wrestler has returned after seven years. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And CM Punk got on there and lots of wrestlers. Nala Rose was one. I love Nala Rose. She's just awesome. But she got on Twitter and was pretty much just taking people to task that were making fun of that guy that was crying. And she's, they're like, she's like, that's the type of fan that we love is the fan that has that kind of emotion that means that we've touched them, you know, in a way that no, nothing else has been able to touch them. And people understand entertainment does not just mean something that makes you laugh, makes you happy. It could also right. make you sad. It can make you cry exactly. because I can tell you right now, in I think it was around 1990 or 91, I sat in a movie theater on a date, mind you, with somebody who I had a thing for back then. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously I don't now, because I mean, it's been 30 right, years, you right. know, everybody's been married and have, and have kids now. Yeah. Um, but we watched the movie, my girl. Mm, I know the part it got you. Oh, yep. it got, it got everybody in the whole theater. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure when you watched the movie, you know, you may try to hide it, but you had tears in your eyes. Well, for me, the movie that got me like that was the Shawshank Redemption at the very end when they were, when Morgan Freeman finally gets to the boat, the boat. Yeah. yeah, that brought tears to my eyes. That was such a, just a beautiful moment 
And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. We've, we've spent too much time as a society, especially men have spent too much time worried about being manly and not showing our emotions. There's nothing wrong with showing those emotions. That, right. I mean, you've got a son, I've got a son. I, you know, I've taught him that there's nothing wrong with showing an emotion. If it's something that, you know, whether it makes you sad, whether it's tears of sadness or tears of joy, show that emotion because there's nothing wrong with it. And I dare anybody to go find the, the video of the Eddie Guerrero tribute and yeah, not and not, sh and not shed a tear. Absolutely. Yeah. You go ahead and give it a shot. You go ahead and you try. You yeah. just can't do it. Nope. Um, and I think another Owen Hart, that's another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it because I mean, when you saw the wrestlers with tears in their eyes, because yeah, they weren't, I mean, they, this was their friend. Yeah. And so you knew that was real. And yep. my wife, my wife will tell you, I'm a sympathy crier anyway. If I see somebody mm -hmm. cry, I mean, sometimes I just got to walk away because, you know, I'm like, all right, they're, damn it. They're making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I got to kind of compose myself, <laughs> but that's all. Uh, when you but when we're doing it watching movies and we're doing it watching TV shows, uh, even doing it, you know, watching a concert, you know, you're doing it watching a sporting event. There may be an event that will hit you emotionally. That is part of being entertained. Yeah. And so this man, he was CM Punk did his job, not just making people happy, but this guy was so emotionally overwhelmed that his favorite wrestler just came back. Mm -hmm. And he did all he did, he walked out and he sat down, not even said a word, he just sat down. And the place blew up again. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then later on, you know, after he spoke, that you know, later on, he gave everybody in the whole arena ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. And that sure made did. me cry because I wasn't there and I wanted an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> you know, I think like I went and go look at my freezer, see if we had any. We didn't have any. And I, I had to cry again. You know? <laughs> so anybody watching, bring me some ice cream sandwiches. Come to Mount Or, bring them to, I, I will meet you anywhere. You know, <laughs> if I know you and like you well enough, I'll even give you the address to my house. But, you know, that'll make me go from crying. I mean, actually, I may, I may cry tears of joy. You know, so bring Dwayne some ice cream. Right. Actually, actually, for both of us, bring us sugar-free ice cream. Sugar-free, please. please. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't want our diabetes to start flaring up. Nah, nah. No, but, yeah, CM Punk coming back, and then... When he and MJF went in there oh. and they gave that their version. Now, and, and I will say this, Sinclair and Noah from last night, we knew going in, this was going to be a good interview because oh, yeah. we, we knew both of those guys could just boom, 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 right off the top of their head. And even they wouldn't have anything on Punk and MJF that night when they did their back and forth. Oh, they just that a master class in promo work that is how it's done not scripted not again not a madman telling you what to say just two guys with the ability to talk you know just going out there and going at each other to build a program and that's how that's how wrestling's always been done Feuds have yep. started over a promo. That's how it, you know, some of the greatest matches we've ever seen has started from a back and forth promo. And mm -hmm. that, that's how you, you know, that's how you build a program. And you don't need a script. 
you don't need all these bells and whistles. You just need two guys that are able to talk and let them go out and talk. And MJF and CM Punk are two of the best to ever do it. And MJF is 25 years old. Yeah. He is nothing against Roman Reigns. I love the head of the table stuff that he's doing, the tribal chief stuff. But for me, Roman's the number two heel because MJF is the best heel in wrestling. I mean, he knows exactly how far over that line to go mm-hmm. or how far, how close to that line to bump. It's like his timing is perfect. His cadence, his, his the way he carries himself, just everything. And for a man to be that young and have the, the complete package at that age, that is AEW's future that they need to do whatever they can to lock him down long-term because he could carry that company for 20 years. Oh, absolutely. And when he knows that it come out and he, and he'll go for, if you want to call it the cheap heat, like the local heat, he'll do something to slam the local people, but he doesn't just give a little bit of a poke and saying, you know, like if he were, if he were to go down to Hopkinsville and say, "Hey, all you rednecks in Hopkinsville," or for one thing, if he just say that, most people go, "Yeah, what?" You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Oh you yeah, know? he know, yeah. and he knows just how to get the crowd almost with him and then snatch it from him. Mm-hmm. He'll get the crowd to where they're like, "Well, does he have a point?" And then he goes in for the kill as soon as he has the crowd in the palm of his hand. He's like. Now I got you. Yeah, and just like when he was in Cincinnati, and I was sitting here in my house, not there, but I was watching it <laughs> live, and my wife was actually, um, you know, we were well, she wasn't really watching; it was just on. She could hear it, and of course, that's the night he was insulting Brian Pillman Jr. and mm-hmm. um, and his sister. Um, I can't think of her her name, but they were. He was insulting them. He was insulting their mom. He called her, referred to her as Methany. Yeah. Which, if you saw the dark side of the ring, I was like, well, you know, like you said, he's got, mm, got a point. Um, yeah. But when he said something about Skyline Chili, and <laughs> my wife turned around and went, what? What did he just say? <laughs> who, who was he? Who was he? What? What? Is, what? I mean, she was, now she was about ready to fight. Because, I mean, she grew up in, Man Orb and you know Skyline Chili and and Gold Star Chili you know that's the other one that's like the mm-hmm. big chili rivalry for the most part those two companies, but she was like I don't know who who is he no I'm a, she's like I'm about to get in the car I'm about to head down there, <laughs> you know so, um but he said that and of course the crowd was like oh no uh uh-uh. uh you don't talk about Skyline yeah you know, you know even people that that prefer Gold Star were saying no you don't talk about Skyline you know that, that's something. That's here, but I mean, he he just sit there like, what? yeah. And then he's like, he said skyline chili, and then called it mid, and the the crowd just erupted with booze. It's like he could say the simplest little thing, but he knows exactly how to punctuate it to where it's a jab at whether it's at the crowd, their or their favorite wrestler. He knows exactly how to get that jab in there and get that response. And you know how you were saying the shackles are off when they went to AEW? Mm-hmm. That back and forth promo was actually proof of that mm-hmm. because 
they were able to reference wrestlers who were yeah. still with the other company. Whereas, you know, in that other company, they won't dare reference somebody else. Well, no, even Edge brought up that promo when he was, you know, having his little promo feud with The Miz, but he couldn't call anybody by name. Right. Because that would be admitting that there's other wrestling outside of WWE. And that's what I like about this. A lot of people I've seen on Twitter where people are like, oh, AEW's always got to bring up WWE and blah, 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 blah. I'd like that they do that because it mm -hmm. shows, it tells people, AEW knows that there's other wrestling out there besides them. They don't right. live, they don't live in this little isolated bubble where it's like, it's just AEW and there's nothing else. I mean, the forbidden door is proof of that, you know, and I like when companies reference other companies. I wish WWE would actually do that more and reference other companies and not just say, oh, well, he wrestled in Japan or, you know, he did this. I mean, they will wipe out a person, like 10 years of a person's career. They did it with Kurt Angle. They act like Kurt Angle went from 2006 to when he came back, like he did nothing even though he wrestled 12 years in TNA. Mm -hmm. and I when, mean, he wrestled, honestly, he, he, he wrestled longer in TNA than he did. Than what he WWE. did. WWE. Yeah. And, yep. and he's, at, he's actually mentioned that on his podcast, which I don't listen to his podcast as much. Um, just because his like, is like one of the, him and Jeff Jarrett are like the last two that have come up as far as Conrad's podcast. Yeah. Um, and so I don't always, I can't always get to his, his yeah. but the best way to put it, um, you know, but I do try to give it a listen because Kurt Angle, I mean, um, just his experience is not just with with sports entertainment wrestling, but with Olympic wrestling. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, um, you know, he, he's got some amazing stories, you know, because he, he's had experiences that you and I won't even dream about having. Right. You know, I mean, I've never won a gold medal, much less what it won with with a broken freaking neck. Yep. And he did it. And uh, that to me is just amazing. But when. CM Punk, um, when he told MJF he was a less interesting Miz. Yeah. And then MJF saying, you know, you, you've lost it because next thing you know, you're going to be talking about hustle, loyalty, and respect. Oh, I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, they are and just then, going like for straight on crotch kicks right now. Yeah. And then when CM Punk <clears throat> told him that uh, the only way that he was going to be a star was that he would have to marry. He'd have to wait till Tony Khan had a daughter for yes. him to marry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Woo!" Yeah. Um, I was like, "Okay, they're making everybody want to see this fight." And another reason why MJF, um, he is such a good heel. And I mean, and right now I haven't seen the PWI awards yet, but um, I don't even know if they've even announced them. I don't think they have yet. Um, well, if he does not get most hated wrestler or best heel, or yeah, I, th I think they still call it most hated, whereas like mm -hmm. Meltzer, it, it's still like best heel, yeah. And, and I get that. Um, if he doesn't get in fact both of those, something's wrong, right? I agree. I mean, <clears throat> um, and I think you know, totally Blanchard, you know, he's every time MJF goes out and does something, you know, totally Blanchard's kind of yeah, watching him like this and he's smiling, yeah, like. Yeah, right. yeah, because MJF yeah, because I mean that's that is classic. I mean that is right from the Tully Blanchard playbook. It's like yeah. I'm going to get these people so mad that they're willing to leave their house and pay money to see me get beat up. Yep, 
and speaking of Tony Blanchard, kind of somewhat off the subject, uh, he was just on Nikita Koloff's podcast here recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. And that was that was actually pretty interesting. Um, they were backstage at, at an AEW event when Nikita was able to interview him, you know, but, and a part of that is because both of them, they're both um, ordained ministers now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they were actually both talking about uh, their paths that would lead to that as well. You know, so I'd say definitely check that out. Um, you know, because Nikita, I've tried to uh, contact him about being on our podcast. I haven't heard anything back, right. you know, but I do know he's all, he's also a very, very busy man. <laughs> yeah. I can, tell, <laughs> so, I can tell from his Twitter account. Yeah. He's, he's pretty yeah. busy. Yep. Um, but as far as like some of the other best or favorites or things like that, I'd say something that's been kind of a disappointment to me. And you actually, you just brought his name up was um, edge. Yeah. Um, edge. I mean, unless, unless he really ramps it up, which I honestly don't see that happening. Part of that is because of age. I mean, because edge is, you know, he's just slightly younger than we are. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, okay, okay, actually, we have had our body go through some <laughs> some crap. Not like yeah. him. Yeah. You know, we have different reasons. Um, but, I mean, when he, he said to have, like, neck surgery, and that's not, that's not something to mess around with. And he came back and got hurt um, again. And they came back, and they got hurt again. And it's like, dude, before you hurt yourself permanently again, you know, you might want to think about hanging yeah. up your in-ring career do something else because i mean he'll anybody would gladly take him on as a an agent a producer oh absolutely trainer or something like that yeah <clears throat> you know or go join christian in AEW. yeah which was another great story in 20 in 2021 that christian was able to come back after basically wwe's Vince McMahon's never liked Christian anyway, and I feel like that WWE just kind of wrote Christian off after the concussion issues that he had, <coughs> but he was able to come back, sign with AEW, become the Impact World Champion. He beat Kenny Omega for it. He's had a good run. He's aligned with Jurassic Express now, so hats off to Christian for the comeback. I feel like it's honestly been a better comeback than Edge's because he's been more consistent with wrestling. Um, Also, hats off to Kenny Omega. I will admit that I was wrong about how good Kenny Omega is. Uh, For the longest, I was like, "Uh, I don't feel like he's as good as they hype him up to be. But after watching him this year, he's every bit as good as people have said that he is especially considering the injuries that he wrestled with all year and for him to have all those issues be the impact world champion the aew world champion and the triple a world champion all at the same time making multiple title defenses hats off to Kenny Omega. He's getting some well-deserved time off to heal up. I respect the fact that even though he was injured, he still would not stop until he dropped the belt to Adam Page because that was the, you know, that was a two-year story, two-year plus storyline that they did. Yes, which they was did. awesome how they did that. Yeah, and I mean, that, that storyline started from the inception of AEW 
until and you know culminated with Hangman beating Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title, and that's a large part to Kenny Omega sticking with the plan. Instead, he could have taken time off during any of that to have to have surgery, rest up, or whatever, but he wanted to make sure he put Adam Page over before he took time off. <clears throat> and I definitely respect um, Kenny Omega. Like you said, I mean, I was not real high on him either until I got to really watch him. I'm like, okay, there is a reason why mm-hmm. some yep. people say he is the greatest wrestler in the world. There's also a reason why Brian Danielson, people say he's yep. arguably the greatest wrestler in the world. Um, right now, another, to be honest with you, another disappointment for me, and it's coming from WWE, was their misuse of Bray Wyatt and then their subsequent misuse of um, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And apparently she's coming back. I don't know if you saw that recent picture of her. I did, um, but I don't know if this is going to be old Alexa Bliss or fiend Alexa <coughs> Bliss. I'm hoping it's old Alexa Bliss. I, same here. Um, well, and she just got like a bunch of piercings in her ear. And we're not talking like on the outside of the, I'm like inside her ear. She mm. looks like she got like, it, I'm like, oh, that's different. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, you know, but I mean, Alexa Bliss, you know, you were talking about somebody who's a great heel. Oh yeah. Y'all there for a while. Phenomenal I mean, heel. Oh, I could, I remember texting you going, dude, she is the best heel in the company right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she was just, you know, you want to see her get beat up Yeah, and, and it was, and I think another thing that makes somebody a great heel is if they also, if they have the talent to back it up and yeah. that's what it is. I mean, she, yep. <laughs> she was very, very good in the ring and, but she could also, she could also run. I've even mentioned when she and Nia Jackson, the elimination chamber, Alexa's yeah. door opened up. There's Nia waiting for her. Alexa go there, closed the door back. Yeah, she's, like, she's like, nope. Uh, nope, uh-uh. nope, not good to know. You're, you're going to get somebody else. <laughs> for me, the star of <laughs> in WWE, the star of 2021 was Roman Reigns. His oh, work absolutely. has been phenomenal. For everybody that booed Roman Reigns, uh, I hope you've changed your tune on what he was capable of doing. This is the Roman that we should have had three years ago when people were pushing for, you know, him to turn heel. Just the the way he carries himself, the you know his promo work, that theme music. I have that theme music as my ringtone on my phone. That theme music is just. That is a video game final boss theme song. It's like, okay, you've done all this other stuff, but then here's the final boss. And Roman Reigns has just been fantastic. Uh, one of the guys at the Jay and Trey podcast, I thought it was Trey, he just tagged me in a post. Uh, we need to have him send you a friend request on Facebook. Um, and it was actually mentioned in the news that you told me today, um, they said Brock versus Roman winner take all or Brock versus Roman at Mania for Universal Championship. And it says he has been medically cleared and is set to return tomorrow's Friday Night SmackDown. Yep. So uh, that's actually good news for Roman. And like you're saying, with Roman, with him finally taking our advice, he must have been listening to the podcast, <laughs> turning heel and getting Paul Heyman as his mouthpiece. Yep. But the ironic thing was when he turned heel, all of a sudden his promos didn't need the mouthpiece. Yeah. He didn't, yeah, he didn't need the mouthpiece because his promos were, I feel like he has more control over his promos now yeah. 
uh, instead of having to get the that scripted sucker and suck you know sucker and suck attached what do you like Sylvester the cat (laughs) yeah and it's like you can tell this is more of him in these promos and it's just fantastic work I I I do not want I do not want the tribal chief stuff to end he is just that good at doing this this is the Roman Reigns talking trash like he's on the football field in Pensacola. In fact, let me let me verify because I, I think he went to one high school for the first three years. In his senior year, I think he transferred. Um, and because I want to say he went to Scambia County and then transferred to, to Pensacola or maybe in the other way around. Um, let me find that. Uh, Pensacola Catholic and then Escambia High School. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say Escambia County or Escambia High School. That is, let me verify it, the same high school of, well, the Usos. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> them, a professional football player who graduated from there in 1987, the NFL player, all-time leading rusher in NFL history, Emmett Smith. Mm-hmm. So, um, in fact, 1993 is when Emmett Smith, he was holding out because he was actually hanging out in Pensacola. I was in tech school. Oh, one, okay. of, one of my instructors actually hung out with him a couple of times at, I think it was coconuts was the name of the club. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, <clears throat> There you go, Emmett Smith and Roman Reigns and the Usos and let's see, Joe Durant, um, let's see, Preston Hanna, uh, Jim Presley, Trent Richardson, um, and I had some others. Oh, wow, they're all all the alumni lists are all athletes, <laughs> but they all went to the same high school. But <clears throat> but of course, that high school, you know, it has a pretty rich program and. As you know, Florida is one of those states where, where football just rules. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say in Florida, the second biggest uh, sport is probably baseball. But but for that area, I mean, you know, there's a lot of trash talk that goes on in the football field. And I'm going to guess that, yeah, that's, that's where Roman learned how to talk. Oh, I'm sure. And then you have to be a bad guy on the football field. Yeah. And and so by him turning, by turning him heel now – you're given an opportunity to talk trash naturally. If you're a face, you can't do that. Yeah. But if you're a heel, you can. And that's why you said, turn me heel. One of the best things they ever did for him and the mm-hmm. company. Um, having him lose the title to Brock would be a big mistake. Yep. And <clears throat> um, right now, having him as the, the universal champion, having the Usos as the tag champions, and we need... One more, one more family member. Yep. Um, actually, you know what? They can do two more because they need to bring um, Trinity Trinity Fatu, also known as Naomi. Yep. Give her the woman's title right there. Mm-hmm. And because she's married to uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> I can never remember. They're twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sad thing is, they're twins, but they have different haircuts, so they don't look alike. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but. Um, but who's there was somebody else that was supposed to come in, and I can't remember who it was. They said there was like one more of the of the Anawai Fatu family. Um, 
I know the Usos' little brother is in NXT. So bring him up, Intercontinental Champion, boom. The bloodline yep. has all the belts. Yep. <clears throat> and that's what you need. That's the four horsemen were so good because they had all the belts. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, uh, and actually, or you could also say they were had all the belts because they were so good. Exactly. That's what they need. And, uh, you know, I was actually looking at the talking about everything that happened in 2021. And I, and I know there's got to be some things we missed um, just because it was, it was a very eventful year. You know, but there was a lot of historical years. We can almost put an asterisk on the year because of COVID, but for the first half of the year. But one of the most important things that I think that happened to this podcast was uh, Dwaylon was able to come on as the co-host. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I've had an amazing time. It's been great. And, th- and that is absolutely not throwing any kind of disparage to Kyle. I just want to put that perfectly clear to anybody who may think that uh, because Kyle and I are, are still friends. And he had to step down. Uh, for personal reasons, you know, because he just had a lot going on and I get that. I mean, he was, he was burnt out and something had to give and the podcast was it. So, but he did say, Hey, I think you ought to talk to Dwaylon, mm-hmm. you know, because they've never actually met, but they know who each other are. They know, right. Yeah. They're both of their loves for wrestling are, um, they, they're pretty equal as far as, <laughs> you know, they're both very, very passionate about, uh, wrestling, you know, so but this year, you know, as far as other changes with the podcast, we went, and this was actually something that just happened to be a coincidence. Uh, we were about to go to Zoom anyway, right as Dwayne came on, because remember, you started out as, as like the guest co-host for like the, yes. uh, the yes. first three or four shows. Yep. Um, but we were going to Zoom and, you know, obviously it's worked out. Um, it's given us some more flexibility as far as um, <coughs> we don't have to be set on exact certain times and it caused before when we were live it was like okay the show's starting whether you're ready or not right so you need to get ready <laughs> and <laughs> um we ran into other issues being live um and this was actually uh, fortunately Dwayland didn't have to uh, experience this we had some people call in who were um who thought it'd be funny to be very vulgar and very racist and it was two of them back to back and so it was obvious a very uh, it was a coordinated, if you want to call oh, yeah. it an attack or a prank or whatever. Yeah. The only fortunate thing was it happened within five minutes of the show starting. So I was able to just say, you know what? Boom. Cancel it. Yeah. I deleted it. I was like, you're not going to use um, the show that I'm paying for to, mm-hmm. to get your laughs. Yeah. You know, plain and simple. So uh, we, we started that one over. And if you, or see what show that was. Well, you'll never find the old show because I mean it's gone forever. Um, but there is a jump in the numbers as far as mm-hmm. like the, the numbers of the show. And it was the one we were that Con and I were actually talking about managers. Oh, okay. You know, so but that was another change in the show. And we've also ramped up the number of interviews because uh when we were doing it live, that was also something that made it hard to to get interviews in. Um but now since we're using zoom do you realize how many shows we've had and there was only four i think that you weren't involved in um but we you know do you you want to take a guess on how many interview shows that we've had since zoom and this is including the four that that you weren't involved in i i can't even think of a number i kind of right before um i sent you the link 20 really yeah 
and there was only four you weren't involved in. That was, um, you know, um, let's see, Swinger. You weren't uh, you weren't able to do that one. Chris Michael Lotus, Riley Matthews, and Adam Swayze. Yeah, and Adam Swayze. Yeah. Yep. Um, and speaking of Adam Swayze, you know, we're talking about MJF being such a great deal. Mm-hmm. I would actually put Adam Swayze up against him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because you want to talk about some cheap heat. The last time they were Mount Orb, and this was the day after the Western Brown High School football team lost their oh, playoff yeah. game. <laughs> which they in for those who don't know about the Western Brown football team, this is the the high school my daughter just graduated from two years ago. And it's the high school my wife graduated from more years ago <laughs> and <laughs> i don't want her coming out of the bedroom and punching me in the face for yeah you know because well it happens um but the high school um just a couple years ago they hired a new head coach and the, the head coach apparently was also the youngest head football coach in the country this year but oh, he was, okay. but he's a 2014 alumni of the school and he turned that program around from one year they won two games and this was actually my my daughter and my uh, my nephew. It was their senior year. I mentioned my nephew because he was actually one of the starters. In fact, he was the number one defensive player on the football team. And you could tell he was doing his part. Apparently, nobody else was. Right. But they won two games that year. And my nephew, you know, who's actually in the Marine Corps now, he he actually told me, he said, sometimes, I mean, it 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 felt like an embarrassment. You know, but he said he wasn't going to quit on doing his part. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's why he's a marine now because <laughs> you know yeah he, he doesn't know how to quit. And the team this season, the they only lost um, they lost two regular season games. They won their very first playoff game ever. You know, um, because even there have been times they won the division, but they didn't actually have a division playoff. Right. It was just they were the number one team in the division. Well, of course, they were number one team in the, their division this year. And then they won their very first playoff game. Then they won their second playoff game. They went all the way to Ohio. Um, they Well, I, okay, I say division. They re, re or how they did that. But um, so they won their, their local thing. Then they won the next levels. As far as Ohio Division Three, they were in the um, Elite Eight, the final eight of that division out of however many couple hundred schools right um the quarterback was he had the highest number of passing yards for any any high school quarterback in the country that's crazy yeah and for somebody not gonna say any names because i know there's people uh, who i know who watch this there's somebody who kept saying well who do they play you know what they play the same teams they play every year right it doesn't matter i mean number one rated quarterback in the country mm-hmm. and not only that but it's just, they've just been announcing he was the uh the cincinnati like area uh, high schools uh quarterback of the year and he made like first team all cincinnati there's uh, some other players also on the team who also made like all cincinnati he made all state for the he made first team all state for the entire state of ohio um his brother was one of the wide receivers and he was the one, you know, like when his main target, I mean, they were just running up scores on, on high school, on other high school teams that they weren't even trying to run up the score. They would put in right. like their second and third string and we're still, 
I mean, they were that good. And they finally lost on that Friday night because I remember I was watching the game on my computer mm-hmm. and I was sending you texts, giving you updates. And I was like, yep. they tried. I mean, they made a couple mistakes early in the game. And, you know, and those were, that was the difference. Well, Adam Swayze, back to the original story, Adam Swayze comes out the very next night right here in Mount Orb. And he found out right before he was walking to the ring, somebody have, just happened to mention, oh, yeah, their, their high school team lost their playoff game last night. And he went, ah, he had no idea about the rest of the, the thing right. about the team. Um, he came out, and the first thing he said, because he was wrestling Kimba. Now, you do remember we actually interviewed Kimba not long after that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, said, don't you know right now, my opponent, Kimba, he needs to change his name to the Western Brown Broncos because he's going to choke. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my Lord. And Randy, you know, our friend Randy, he was sitting right behind me, and he leaned up and he said, you think it's a little too soon for him to be saying that? I'm like, yeah, I think so. And then later on, you know, he did like, ah, you, you know, your quarterback, he choked. And like yeah. I said, he had no idea about all that stuff. Wow, there it goes. <laughs> Our first blooper. Now you can see yeah. what all I was hiding. <laughs> um, I'll fix it later. But, and I was like, that dude's going to need a police escort to get back to his car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, he told me later on, he had no idea about all that stuff about uh, the quarterback, you know, um, who passed up, he passed up Joe Burrow on like the Ohio list for like single season passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I think he may have passed up Roethlisberger also. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, now he didn't hit like the number one spot, but I mean, he came really, really, he's, I want to say he's in the top five, don't quote me. I mean, I can find out pretty easily around here because the kid, I mean, <clears throat> he could have, he could have walked up right now and said, you're going to change the name of Mount Orb to Novak. And people said, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. And the scary thing is he's only a junior. Oh, wow. And he was already visited um, some division one schools, Iowa state being one of them. <clears throat> Um, he's hard to visit Ohio University, Miami of Ohio, which I know they're mid-majors, but still mm-hmm. they're Division One. And and there was another, I think Illinois was another uh, one of the major conferences that he visited. So he's being looked at. Yeah. And and I told my one cousin who was playing for uh, North Carolina just a couple of years ago, I was like, hey, man, you need to get Mac Brown to come look at this kid. You know, because, I mean, the kid's good. But for Adam Swayze to get in there and just – automatically say that i'm like dude <laughs> you know <laughs> somebody in here may have a knife there was no metal detectors when we came in yeah y'all may want to put them in there after that you know because <laughs> somebody here they, they probably have a knife in their boot and oh yeah they're like i'm gonna wait for him after i get out the match all five <laughs> foot six of him you know um but yeah i would put adam swayze against mjf you know um mm. mjf may win it but i mean it'll be a it'll be a hard-fought battle as far as like yeah. better hill but I'm trying to think what else has been going on this year because, man, this has been so exciting. I mean, this year, or this week alone, we've already had, you know, three shows, one reviewing, um, reviewing day one and how just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then yesterday, yeah. you know, I mean, and of course, yesterday, the interview with Noah and Sinclair put us in a lot better mood. You know, yeah. watch, watch them fight kind of put us in. We're just going <laughs> to get back and, and relax. Both of those are great guys, though. I mean, I will say that. Um, both of those were great interviews individually, so we knew it was going to be good. You put oh, yeah. Together. Um, and I'm pretty sure their match is going to be phenomenal. 
uh, this coming Saturday at the Mount Orb Sports, Sports Complex, 600 Day Road in Mount Orb. If you want directions, just send me a DM, and I'll tell you how to get there. It's actually pretty simple. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Joelle, you, you could actually get on 68 and just follow 68 almost the entire way. Hmm. It'll take you a while because 68, <laughs> you know, going up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and last but not least, we definitely want to send out um, for everybody still in Kentucky who are rebuilding. You know, absolutely. In, in yep. Western, you know, far Western Kentucky, out close to Joylin, out in Mayfield, out in Dawson Springs. And these are names of towns that we knew when we lived in Hopkinsville, mm -hmm. you know, so to hear about these towns and the people there being, being affected uh, pretty badly by these tornadoes. And then three weeks later, our town, our hometown yep. of Hopkinsville yep. getting hit all of a sudden, and there was mm -hmm. no warning, nothing. This tornado just came down and it just tore up. It was a Campbell and Knight or just, it was like it started Campbell and Knight and went up like Campbell street. Yeah. And just tore up a lot of businesses, including um, a family dollar that Joylin used to work at. Yep. And, you know, so a lot of those businesses are having to rebuild. Fortunately, nobody lost their life. Um, you know, so that's, I guess, one silver lining. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, if anybody can help out in any way, definitely help out. Um, if they don't need your physical presence, please do not go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's something we actually did discuss on an earlier episode. Uh, they were turning people away mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, um, because unfortunately you had to have some people who were, who want to commit crimes Yeah, and they actually caught some people trying to loot people's cars. They, they had actually hooked up somebody's car and we're just trying to carry it away. Yep. <clears throat> and I'll be the first one to put you in the face if I see you doing something like that. But, um, and definitely all this year, because I lost some friends. I lost one, uh, due to COVID. I lost another one, a dear friend who actually worked with her husband in Japan. And she died suddenly. She just went to sleep and didn't wake up. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a few months ago. That one actually hit me, you know, kind of hard. Um, because, I mean, she was such a close friend mm -hmm. back in the day. And um, I've known some people, not going to say they're necessarily friends, uh, but, I mean, we were always friendly with each other. Um, one recently lost his battle um, to addiction. Mm you know, left behind, um, well, him and his, um, his wife, they'd actually split up because she had tried and tried and tried and he was doing good for so long. And then he went back to using again. And she said, I can't deal with this. And, right. you know, so she's like, I can't have my, our girls around this, you know, and that was like five years ago. Well, he apparently lost his battle with addiction about a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yep. Um, and there's somebody else who, you know, believe lost um, their battle as well. Um, and so that way that for that part, it's been kind of a rough year. Um, I would never turn my back on, on friends who are addicts. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also not going to enable them. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. If you come to me saying you need money for food, I'm going to go buy you food. Mm -hmm. If you turn down the food, it's not food you want. Exactly. And, and also, um, COVID is is very real. Like I've said, you know, we, my wife and I, we lost a good friend just a couple months ago from COVID. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what you think about the vaccinations or not, because there's been a lot of studies both ways. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't, don't do your thing, but keep yourself safe. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and if you think that you're getting sick, 
stay away from other people. Yep. Because some people may want the vaccine and can't get it because of health reasons. There's a coworker. He actually can't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know several people that can't get it because of uh, medical issues that they have. Yep. I mean, this guy has Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things he has to stay away from. Yeah. And, yep. You know, so be respectful of people. If they want to wear a mask, don't say anything to them. If they don't want to wear a mask, unless it's like a place where you need to have a mask on. Yeah. You know, just use judgment. If you're outside, my God, leave people alone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Um, but be kind to each other because right now, every, it seems like a lot of people are just wanting to find a reason to fight everybody. Yep. Um, and I mentioned this on another episode and, you know, join online. This is actually, this is a policy that we had talked about with the podcast years ago. You know, when I first brought it up to Dwaylon, um, was we were going to not talk about religion, not talk about politics. Yep. Um, this is about the closest you'll, you know, one of the, the closest you'll ever come to us actually saying anything about politics. You look at the color of my microphone, you look at the color of Dwaylon's microphone. You know, it's actually just a coincidence, the colors, Yeah. you know, but yeah. I mean, but we know what they also, you know, can be affiliated with. Dwaylon has been one of my closest friends for over 30 years, and that's never going to change. Exactly. Same with you. Yeah. You know, so we figured out a way to get along because we, we focus in on our commonalities Yeah. and, you know, and it's not just wrestling. I mean, we, we talk about a myriad of things. It's just, just the podcast just happens to be about wrestling. Right. You know, so, so get along with people, stop looking for reasons to be divided. Yeah. You know, I I mean, it's pretty simple, you know, but anyway, so that basically, even though we're already on the sixth day of 2022, wow, I'm really having to think about that. (laughs) We're already almost a weekend in 2022, but we could finally kind of give an official end to 2021 yep and let's really hope that 2022 uh the situation with the pandemic gets better we don't know right now uh just keep yourself safe we hope the state of wrestling gets better because i mean we're always saying that we're always hoping for improvement rather than reverting right and you know we hope that just everything in general um gets better yeah you know so uh, I don't know what we have on the agenda for next week. I know, I, I do know I will be talking about, uh, the show that happens on Saturday just yep. to kind of give a recap of that. Um, but as far as anything else, I mean, I know we've been, we've been kicking around some ideas for subjects and I know at one point we're going to be talking about some Royal Rumbles this month. I do know that. Oh yeah. And, we're, and we're planning on having a watch along. I don't know how it's going to work if, if we have a video. So, um, we're yeah we're gonna have to figure that one out because if we try to watch along with that we'll get copyrighted so quick (laughs) oh yeah yeah you know Vince will have sent somebody to knock on both of our doors (laughs) yeah you know so but my friend until next monday uh hope you have a good weekend and you know please try to stay healthy and stay inside stay safe where it's warm because it's snowing like the dickens outside right now. yeah you too yeah it's snowing here too so yeah yeah so But all right, dude, we'll see you and God bless. God bless.